Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 513 for Comics Originally, releasing June 19th. 2019 before we get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming wednesday drew we got numbers feedback and a few other things in the world of comics yes we do uh we are coming to you a day late um but uh we we are still coming to you this week so um foc is going to be a quicker turnaround for you um and uh we apologize for that but hey we're here so that's, right. that's something uh, Dawn asks us, um, "Next, we got, I got a question for your next episode of C4 App. Um, that's not that's not our that's not we're C4 Fap. Dawn, is that better? I'm not sure that's better. <laughs> C4 App is kind of cool, but yeah, no, that's not ours. Um, who's going to take over Batman after Tom King moves to Batman Catwoman? I would like to see. If you don't know, um, but Tom King has been." Uh, is supposed to be leaving Batman, and now they've announced that he's really just going to move his story over to a 12-issue series called Batman Catwoman. Um, and, and he says, I would like to see Tomasi move over from Detective to take over the main Batman while uh, our boy Zach Kaplan takes over Detective. Your thoughts mm. on this? Um, yeah, Zach just finished um, Eclipse, so he just wrapped that up. Still got Port of Earth going as a creator-owned book. Um, I, I, I've read his Nightwing that he was involved in. It was They were okay. He like co-plotted them with somebody. Um, they were pretty good. Um, I would be okay with Zach Kaplan doing, taking over Detective. Um, I would rather Zach Kaplan just takes over Batman for a little while. Um, uh, I think that I wonder. I don't know if they'll just move a new person in and say, "Here you go, go fifty issues." Um, they might do a series of, um, you know, people doing six and twelve issue arcs. They might bring Zach Scott Snyder back. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I'm not real sure. They got to do something though. They got to figure something out. And I just want somebody who has an idea not just somebody who's like hey you're a good writer get in there and and write batman i want somebody who has an idea for batman has an idea of where they want him to go Mm -hmm. and something just original well i mean we're they're going to have an easier job yeah uh because uh, i've heard they're going to go back to a monthly book yeah so you know anybody can write a monthly batman book I couldn't write a monthly Batman book. Well, any any <laughs> literate person could write a bat, monthly Batman book. Um, it, it's going to be a challenge, you know, for all Tom King's uh, naysayers. He's going to go down as the best-selling Batman writer ever. I think. Uh, who else has sold half a million copies of Batman? A single issue? Mm, don't know. Not very many. Uh, who else has sold 160,000 to 200,000 issues of Batman each and every month? Not, not very many people. Um, over the course of two years. Uh, so you say what you want, poo-pooers, Tom King critics. Um, but from a, from a numbers standpoint, he's incredibly successful. And I think, I think the quality 
the majority of the books have been high quality. I, agree. I I will say there have been some meandering story arcs that probably could have taken been cut in half. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. I will give you that. Um, I've experienced that in many 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 DC properties lately, uh, and even Scott Snyder to some ex- extent could uh, could meander for a bit where it probably could have been a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be the easy, you know, the guy who replaced Snyder. There was a, there was kind of a high ride from the things that Snyder had done, even though it had waned towards the end of the new Fifty Two. It could, it couldn't have been an easy thing to to be the guy who mm-hmm. came after him, and I think he did it well. Again, lost me a bit, but that's many have tried on that, and many have failed. Lost really a lot of people, but um, you know, that's just the nature of today's vocal critic they have a voice they whine and complain on the internet and um knee-jerk reactions and hot takes and um you know we would have never even heard of half of this stuff back in the 90s so mm-hmm. um i don't know you don't have a dog in this fight you don't care who takes over bat batman do you uh, uh, yeah, we've, we've thought about this thing before i don't have a specific name who i think this guy needs to do it mm-hmm. but i would hope that they would have a, a room and they would talk to creators and in my mind, they say things like, who has a really good idea? Who has a long-run idea? Who has a good story? Yeah. Find out what they have, and if they've got a good story, give them a good shot. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to see... I don't know. I guess give T- Tomasi a chance. I don't think he's doing a bang-up job on Detective. I think he did fantastic work with Superman. and mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't think Detective's been great. So I I would have some concerns there. Um, I I don't care who it is. I I'd like to see a series of of six and twelve issue arcs with new people, new voices. See who clicks the most. And mm-hmm. um, Brian Edward Hill, I'd like to see him get a, get a crack at the main title. He did a good job on Detective. Um, so that would be cool. That'd be a good name too. You want James Tinian back? No. Okay, just checking. No, no, no. Kyle Higgins, no James Tinian, no Robert Venditti, no Steve Orlando, no um, anybody who's written a Green Arrow, Green Lantern, <laughs> Red Hood, Nightwing, <laughs> anybody who's been on any of those books. Batgirl, no, no Gail Simone, no uh, Marguerite Bennett, no, no Joel. She can stay. No, Joel doesn't get the Bat book. Um, no, no. No, new new people or bring back somebody from the past that was really good on Batman. Uh, those are two options. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what DC does. Uh, Glenn Clark says, "Wow, deceased number one, two hundred forty-two thousand. Oh. It's a great book. I did not expect that, and now it's going to second to a second print. Oh, that's a great segue, Glenn." Because um, we have the numbers. We'll yeah. shoot right over there right now. And yes, you are correct. <laughs> Deceased, 242,000. Tops the list. Uh, I believe I said 150,000. <laughs> and I believe I was nay saying it and poo pooing it with 140. So. Yeah, so we were off by 100K. Whoops. Um, so, yay, Tom Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Which That's which, the name. 
That's when the you name. say it in hindsight, yep, I saw that. Yeah, Tom Taylor. Gotcha. That's the name. Put him on Batman. No, no. We've had this conversation for five years, Drew. We want Tom Taylor in books that aren't strict continuity mainline titles. True. He does his best best in Injustices and Earth 2s yeah. and Deceased yeah. and stuff where he doesn't have to be super confined to other books but, and other continuities. But you also know I give zero Fs about um, continuity and shared universes. Correct, I but I'm care. sure he would get editors and things that are like, well. they don't. They also don't care about no. continuity. <laughs> Have you read any DC for the last two years? True. The, we, the editors I, I, don't I, care. I do understand I'm now dealing with Rick Grayson, so yes, I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> they don't care about continuity. They don't care about a shared universe. Mm, that's true. Okay, here's the answer. Put Tom Taylor in it, let him blow it up. And let him blow it up, it. man. Let's see what happens. You know, let, if you put let, Tomasi on back to the Batman, if he and and, and he can be allowed to to marry Selena and Bruce, mm-hmm. and they can have a little Jonathan Kent <laughs> type kid, um, have to have a real Robin. That'd be kind of cool. And then Damien yep. could really see. And then see. somebody somebody could you know punch Joker through the heart and kill him and murder him again. <laughs> I, I like this. Let's yeah, um, we have solved it. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, deceased, fantastic number, fantastic number from Tom Taylor, and well deserved. Tom Taylor, it's a great book. Yeah, uh, a lot of people that were on DC have picked this up and said this is really good. Make sure yep. you're reading this. Yep, it's great. And it's essentially like, hey, uh, people still love zombies and kind of dead stuff. Yeah. Uh, number two, Doomsday Clock. Um, Nine uh, weeks late, <laughs> even though it's you know it's a little bit behind. And that's it's nine weeks late after going to to a bi monthly book and being yeah, well. even resolicited at some point, I think. So but yeah. Hundred and seventeen thousand, not bad. But yeah, people still come out for it. And it was a great issue. It's a great book. Um everybody who the people that follow this and pick it up in trade are gonna really enjoy it because it's yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. Um and, and I enjoyed it a lot, whether with delays and all. I, I love it. Uh, then we have Batman last last night on Earth did one hundred thirteen thousand. Um, Savage Avengers number one did one hundred eleven thousand, and Batman Who Laughs did one hundred eight thousand. We thought that would drop down. It's actually going back up, right? Yeah, it actually went up. Uh, gained uh, about. 4,000 copies, about 3.61%. Yeah. Um, and then, so the cutoff is actually after the top five that are over 100,000. So we were off by one on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, 92,000. Immortal Hulk continues to stay uh, in the top 10 with 87,000. Very strong. And that, uh, that ASM, that Amazing Spider-Man, was up quite a bit as well. It was up Almost sixteen thousand from its issue twenty, and that's based on the the hunted storyline. I'm guessing. Yeah, I believe. Yep. Um, or was that the first issue of the hunted storyline? I can't. I'll pop my head. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I mean, but it's way above twenty two, which is is still in the top ten, but it it's only at seventy eight thousand. So yeah, maybe it had like a variant or something on it. Um, yeah, Mortal Hulk doing really well, 87. Then the two Batman, um, 70 and 71, 83 and 82,000. 
um, amazing 22 like I said at 78 uh, we've got a, the final issue of Heroes in Crisis wrapping up at 77,000 um, sold quite well but uh, people did not like this book <laughs> um, and there's another Immortal Hulk so 18 17 did 87,000 18 did 75,000 I don't know why um, you, you, you've got um, a, not, a lot of more DC and Marvel until you get to our beloved Walking Dead it's 191 and spoiler that's where Rick got shot in the chest um, it sold 48,000 copies um, all my copies but one are now out there in somebody else's hands they've sold very well as well, um, still continuing to sell very well, and especially with forty-eight thousand. I don't know. That's what a low the, watermark, right? Yeah, I don't know what the long term is on not the death, but the pre-death, the penultimate of the death. But like I said, now it's considering to sell well, and it's by far more difficult to pick up than one ninety-two will be. Yes, um, yeah, I'm concerned one ninety-two's numbers are going to be huge. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people packaging 191 and 192 together and asking twenty five thirty dollars for the for the pair, yeah. and continuously getting it. It seems. Yeah, uh, I could, I might do that. I only have one left, so maybe that'd be what I what I would do. I would break. That's gonna be break up my run, but yeah. Oh well. Seeing as you don't sell your run, you'll eventually stumble into another one and recreate your run. <laughs> uh, I have, I've got to sell some runs, man. Mm-hmm. I have so many Walking Dead's. I've got to sell them. Um, see what else uh, popped some interest to you as you're uh, flipping down through this chart. Hmm. I, I was that after that after the Walking Dead appearance. Um, I was looking down through. We don't have another. We have a a Fallen Ward World debut. Uh, by Valiant at 70 and I don't even see Spawn where is Spawn mm. yeah but it's just a bunch of big two bunch of big two want to shoot down to uh, Aftershock to see how Keller Groove uh, debuted and it's got an asterisk beside it so that must mean it's returnable uh, 6,000 copies, so add 15% to that. Um, Descendant, number one, 6,000 copies, also from Aftershock, also returnable. Um, uh, um, so it adds some to that as well. Dark Spawn, Red. Spawn was at rank 45, by the way. Oh, I missed it. Must have went right by it. Uh, and what was the number, 30? Uh, 38 to 47. Solid. It's actually going up slightly, so an uptick on the way to 300. Yeah, uh, it, it, it probably will continue to go up more. Yeah, because like the next one, that 298, has the ex, the, the cool Spider-Man homage cover, so I see that one ticking up. Uh-huh. And then 299, so yeah, I, I see it going up and up and up till 300. And then 300 is going to be an $8 book. Um, is it? Yeah, so I'm curious as to um, how well it does. I mean, I thought it was going to do great at 299. Um, like two hundred thousand, great. Mm-hmm. But at eight dollars, I don't know if it's going to do that. Can it do a hundred thousand at eight dollars? Yeah, yeah, I think it can. Okay. Um, 
Superman Leviathan Rising at 56, 32,666 on the sales on that one. So for a $10 book uh, at the beginning of that Leviathan, kind of the kickoff to Leviathan and a couple other things were in that one. And yeah. Do 32,000 at $10 books, pretty good. Major X, it's third issue, hanging steady at 31,000. Would we talk about that being a six-issue series? Uh, yeah, maybe it might have been extended to twelve now. Oh wow, I'm not. Oh, cool. Something, something has been extended to twelve. No, that was um, that was the two young readers Bendis books, uh, Wonder Twins and Dial H. Oh, are now 12. Dial H got extended? Yeah, yeah. I'd have lost money on that one. I would have, yeah, I would have bet against it as well. Yeah, major, major X three at thirty one thousand, then major X four down at twenty seven thousand. Uh, take a look at Antarctic Press. Rags four um, is under five thousand. Horror Comics number one uh, under four thousand. These are both uh, Drew picks of the week uh, in previous previous weeks. And uh, nobody listened. <laughs> Jungle Comics from Antarctic, also a Drew pick, and it did 2,500 copies. Now, Rags 4 cosplay variant and Virgin variant have been broken out as their own line item. I think they have a different price point. Because they have a different price point. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, huh. w- I really wish you could do that with all the covers. That would be fantastic. A lot of missing the boat. I was way off on a couple things here. Uh, looking at rank one fifty four, Rick and Morty number fifty. Yeah. Only I thought it'd be a, an overprinted book, but really at only thirteen thousand. It's about right, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, issue forty nine was nine thousand six hundred three. Uh-huh. So only an additional less than four thousand books for its fiftieth issue, and there was a couple of the 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 ratio covers on that that shot secondary market big. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was yeah. Oni deserved a little bit more sales on that one. I'm not sure if the seven dollar price point was the the debilitating factor, or if there are just only so many Rick and Morty fans, and that's mm-hmm. all there is. And you know, well, now that it's Oni and Lion Forge. Uh, merged together. Uh, I just got my first email from them as a as a merged company. Uh, the, I'm I'm curious w- what the direction is for some of these licensed properties versus uh, uh, you know I, original IP stuff. So we'll see how we'll see how which way they go. Um, Avatar. Who, who in that case? Uh, I think it was Lion Forge that bought. Oni. Oh, okay, that's what I thought too. I just want to double check on that. But I think they kept the majority of Oni's leadership intact, um, and then but but Lion Forge's top dude is now the top dude of the of both companies. So, um, and and this is from a quick skim of the, the deal. I don't I didn't pay that much attention to it, but I, I think it's a good thing. Very cool. uh, you know. It, it's tough enough. This is a tough, tough racket comic business. So mm-hmm. um, that that'll help them, I think. But being together, like like it did with Arkea and Boom merging a while ago, 
or one of them buying the other one. Um, the last issue of Cinema Purgatorio from Avatar to 2600 um, was a great book. It was a fun anthology. I think we're going to see some of those uh, in their own titles down the road from Avatar. Uh, that means uh, Cinema, Cinema Purgatorio number one. Uh, hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are going to be first appearances of all those five, six titles that are embedded in in that anthology and the two or three that roll out, any if any of them catch fire or get optioned, um, you want to hold on to that. Uh, Black Mask, uh, lone entry in uh, this month's chart was Nobody is in Control. My boy Pat Kindlin on that, doing the writing on that. Good book. Only did 2,700 copies. A lot of reorder on Immortal Hawk down here, too. Oh, yeah. Extra 3,000, 2,000 on a bunch of those things. Hmm. So Eastman, Eastman has his own imprint now. Yeah, but it was weird because I was looking at that book to order it, but it was—it's a title that's been done before, kind of thing. The drawing blood spilled ink, and then yeah, there was the drawing blood spilled ink, and then there was a reference to kind of a uh, a turtles knockoff comic that they that uh, yes. Kevin Eastman Studios also put out, radically but, Ronin Ragdoll's one shot. Yeah, but that that's something that's been released before, so this wasn't even the first time that had been released. So I just bounced away from all of them because of that. Well, it did... Uh, the Radically Ronin did 11,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Drawing Blood Spilled Ink only did six, so it did about half. Um, that's the one I would want, because that's more of the autobiographical one, right? Yes, correct. I think that would be interesting. Um, and But I, I completely forgot about it and didn't order it. Until I'm so I just remembered it when I saw it on this chart right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, your buddy's um, Iron Maiden, uh, Legacy of the Beast, mm-hmm. Night City debuted at eighty five hundred. So those metalheads are uh, are out there supporting that. But of course. We look at image, like you said, um, spawn on the way up, walking dead on the way down, but we think that's temporary. Ascenders, second issue is now under 20,000, and I think that'll continue to drop. Um, Oblivion Song, <coughs> its 15th issue is down to 18,000. It's surprising that it's as hot that high. Mm-hmm. Um, not the better, best Kirkman stuff out there. Um, got two more paper girls on the chart. I just read 29. This is 28. 28 was 17,000. Um, so the, that's going to be a fun omnibus collected <laughs> editions um, for people to read. I can see this in a scholastic sold in, in a scholastic collection. Um, do your kids bring scholastic sheets home? Yes, indeed. And 
What kind of pricing do they have on like comic trades in there? I haven't paid much attention, but I will have to scan one. Sc- scan me one next time. Definitely. Um, and just shoot me a picture of it. I'd, l- I'd I'm curious as to like how many of them are actual comics that we've seen mm-hmm. before, and uh, if what the price points line up to. Because um, I know mean, they're way they're always deeply discounted. Yeah, yeah. Most everything. I mean, most of the good stuff that the kids gravitate towards is about ten bucks a piece. Captain Underpants and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that still a thing? I think it's still a thing. Yeah. Not a whole lot more on here for me, Drew. No, I'm just looking at some of the, some of my. I have to go down to the bottom of the image list to see some of my books. Um, low, twenty two is uh, seventy five hundred. That's a shame. Deadly Class thirty eight at seventy eight hundred. That's a shame. Ice Cream Man twelve at seventy five hundred. Assassination uh, at sixty two hundred. Murder Falcon at six thousand. Um. Skyward at four thousand, Port of Earth at thirty seven hundred, Self Made at three thousand. Um, these are my favorite books. It's <laughs> <laughs> really bad. There's Gunning for Hits all the way down at two thousand. That was great. Eclipse's second to last issue, we like to call penultimate. Uh, two thousand copies. Um, just, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, um, I don't want to end on a down note. Uh, let's go back to deceased. Two hundred and forty thousand. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, great job. Uh, let's slide. Oh, uh, before we get to the FOC, um, Rob Liefeld said a little funny, a little something. He said DC's in big trouble. Mm. Yeah, he said they're over reliant reliance on bat titles is bad they they have no creative direction and that they're just uh one like there's like they're like one misstep away from total ruin um i did you see any of that i did not see any of that but i mean if you pull the batman out of dc there's not much there that's true that's true and you know a lot of that is, I mean, I mean, he's he's saying this, but you know, we looked at the numbers, the the breakdown of the numbers last week, and DC's doing okay, mm-hmm. and they're doing okay against Marvel, and they're selling half, so they're they're one percentage point behind Marvel. Marvel ships 124 comics a month, uh, DC ships 59. Yeah. You know, so that's they may be losing the the dollar share war because they're they don't charge as much for some of their things. Um, but and and also, you know, DC floods the market or Marvel floods the market. DC putting out two a day, yeah, basically. So I don't know. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. Yes, they yes they get their their butt kicked on a regular basis, on the monthly breakdown. Marvel beats them. Mm-hmm. Now, how much do we put into the fact that Marvel ships 
twice as many comics as they do. And do we want DC to ship twice as many comics? Do we trust DC to ship twice as many comics? Well, you know, Marvel's shipping twice as many comics, but should be shipping half that many in my mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, are there 120 comics coming out every month that you're interested in from Marvel? No. And, I mean, if you look at Marvel, it'd be like, all right, cool, pull the X titles and pull the Spider-Man, and you're at the same place DC is. True, true. Well, the, for for them, it'd be War of the Realms, their their Thor thing yeah. that they're doing. I'm, I'm assuming it's Thor, right? Yeah, well, it's Asgard, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you pull that out. That That was like 40 titles, I think, on its own. So I don't know. Um, Rob Liefeld likes to... I guess he doesn't ever want to work for DC. <laughs> <laughs> that or DC passed on something. and Yeah, yeah. We should, let's, let's check in on, um, on FOC since uh, there's little time to do, do this. You've got one less day to make up your mind. Of course, you've got, you're, if you're already signed up, you've already seen it. You've, you've, you've had it for uh, 24 hours. Um, while while we're just glancing at it now for the first so time. So you've already made your lists, and we'll go over our stuff, and we'll see if we can add anything to your list. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if we, we check on our email we have here, of course, from Calabungas for to get our curated FOC list, we see that the boys are at Heroes Con um, in Charlotte, so they were unable to give us our four featured books, so you're going to have to pay closer attention to Drew and myself for what we think is the things you need. Of course, uh, the FOC is the final order cutoff. It's your last opportunity to add or subtract uh, from your standing order uh, and not have to chase these books. In the second lazy. Order. They're lazy. Couldn't pick out four comics. You couldn't glance down the list, Eric, and pick out four comics. <laughs> I mean, just pathetic. I hope you enjoy that con, sir. The opinions of Drew do not necessarily represent <laughs> the opinions of comics or Fun and Profit and all of its subsidiaries. <laughs> How many do we have? I'm unaware. <laughs> okay, so what do we think about... Have, have we looked at um, Dark Horse enough to say there's nothing there? Uh, Black Hammer Justice League? Is oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't care about that. Okay, <laughs> We've got some some neat covers. We've got some Yannick Paquette, some Jeff Lemire. I mean, Jeff Lemire is both writing and he has a cover. That's that. that don't move your needle. Oh man, it would, it would if this was like something that isn't totally o- oversaturated. There's okay. so much Black Hammer. It's so diluted in my mind now. I don't I don't care about it anymore. Black Hammer is dead to you. Dead gotcha. to me, yes. Gotcha. All right, let's head on down to DC. <laughs> well, I guess there was a... I don't know what that is. Vox Machina? Critical Role, Vox Machina, original series. Critical Role is the uh, uh, D&D podcast, I believe. That's Critical Hit, isn't it? Could be. Could be. Yeah. Maybe. You might be right. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, anyway, when, if we're at DC, let's talk about Batman Universe. So, Bendis writing Batman is this the is this the uh, the Walmart reprint they're pulling from? Yeah, yeah, this is. Yep. So I'm anxious to see how these and that and the Tom King Superman stories 
sell having been at Walmart for six months mm-hmm. or a year at this point. Uh, I'm really curious on how those those sell. I love the tagline, available in comic shops for the first time. Yeah. We know why. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think we're going to be kicking ourselves over these ca- cardstock variants. Okay. Um, I think they're going to be really nice. I think they're going to be really high grade. Oh, yeah. And I think we're going to regret not going in heavy on them. Just because they're high quality, not necessarily because they're really good titles or anything? Or? No, because it's great. it'll be a great cover, great art on the covers, and they'll be 10.0s. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. And it's, so I mean, it's what a, you need to do right now... There's a Bill Sienkiewicz need... Hawkman. That's exactly what I was transitioning to, yep. <laughs> Why do I not have that? I don't know. I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I didn't even see the Sinkevich was in there. I missed that. Yep. Were the cardstocks solicited during the preview cycle? I don't remember seeing the word cardstock, but I don't always pay the most attention to that kind of thing. I just... And then there's an Art Germ Catwoman cardstock. Mm-hmm. Is that not a chance to be huge? Is it thick cardstock? Do we even know? Did we read anything about this? Didn't we talk about this once? <laughs> We've talked about it, but as per usual, we did no research on the fact. We didn't really didn't really know the details on the cardstock. Yeah. God, that's tempting too. That Catwoman is really nice. Well, you know, we had the Batman Damned receiving a lot of nine point nines and ten point oh's with a heavier, thicker OGN title with a, a nice stock cover. Was that a big deal because they were a, a better? You know, quality. Well, it's the combination of desirability mm-hmm. and the ability to get a high, super high grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really grade my grade my comics, so I really don't know what I'm talking about. But um, you put those together, th- there's there's a desirability for that. Yeah. You know, like like the Red Hood Yasmin Putri is really nice. Oh yeah. I'm gu- assuming there's going to be an art germ on. No, Kari Andrews doing uh, is that Brainiac Five for Supergirl. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Superman is Adam Hughes. Is that Lois? Oh man, that's great. I mean, these this is really really nice. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice Adam Hughes on the Superman. <laughs> that's really nice. Lois Lane. Ah, man. I don't know. I, maybe I'll check and see if they're they're getting pre-sold on eBay. And this is the uh, first week there... Or no, when are they, when's the first week these kind of things come out? I, I thought they were on the FOC a couple of weeks ago, and I, we just didn't really stress them much. But the, the first cardstock versions of anything haven't hit yet, right? I don't think so, no. Gotcha. 
I have so much Sinkevich art now. I mean, I, I really went overboard this year. The year of Sinkevich. That's all I have in DC. Sorry, I'm trying to read a, an article on the... Oh, on Cardstock? Yeah. Are you doing research? A uh, little, little last-second research. Well, let me take a look at this uh, Jenny Frizen Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I'm sure it's beautiful. This would have been one of Eric's picks, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, man, that's nice. Yeah. But not cardstock. Nope. But there's... Oh, man. Now now I'm just get, I'm looking at all of them. All of the... Yeah, these are good. Ah, oh, that's a good one. David Finch. I really... I, I wonder if there was a bundle option. Then I miss we missed it. Probably not. They're they're all a dollar more, so yeah. Um, that's really that's going to turn a lot of people off. Ah, the Nightwing sixty two. Oh, I forgot that one's. Dang it. What's the order code on that? Which one? The Nightwing. Uh, it's I don't have an order code. Nightwing sixty two. And the, uh... What's the date? Release date? On sale, seven seventeen nineteen. Okay, so it'll be on FOC next week. Yeah, it'll be on FOC night w- next week, and it is uh, Talon. It's a dope version of Talon. Oh, and the Red one. Wo- I forgot about the Red Hood one. The Red Hood one, yeah, it's it's available this one. This, it's a bit, yeah. This is the FOC cycle, oh, and it's really the, nice. The, the Lobo one. Jeez. Where's the Lobo? The Lobo one is Teen Titans 32 coming out 717, so that okay, will be on next week as well. Week. The Cheetah one by Jenny Frizen. I think it's Jenny Frizen. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that one's 724. A Philip Tan Cyborg on Justice League uh, Odyssey is really nice. Yeah. Golly. Yeah, so if you're like a, a Red Hood guy, you you want that in cardstock. If any of these are your guys, these cardstock, yeah. It's so weird. Hmm. Black Manta is pretty awesome looking. All right, sorry, I got caught in a little rabbit hole there. They're, they're they're very nice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, load up on card docks. There could have been a really cool bundle that we missed on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, anything in IDW? Do you care about the Care Bears? I do not. Okay, let's see what Image has for us. Reaver, number one. Which one was Reaver? Uh, Justin Jordan writing that one. That's right, I picked up this one. I have copies of this one coming in. Series premiere, the continent of Madaras once promised a new start for settlers, but 200 years after its discovery, the war rages on deep within the savage and untamed lands. A darkness builds and builds that must be stopped at all costs. To do so, the Imperials assemble six of the most despicable prisoners, a turncoat, a skin eater, a sorcerer, and his bodyguard, a serial killer, and the devil's son, the only ones who can stop the end of the new world. <laughs> yeah. A dark, grim fantasy for a post-Game of Thrones world. 
Unearth we were excited about when it uh, was solicited. Mm-hmm. Colin Bunn book. That's about all I had in image, though. Yeah, I picked up the Kyle Strom B cover on this one because I like Kyle Strom. We're going to go down to Image. Or go down to Marvel. Let's check out Marvel. Now, are you okay with us making a big deal out of year two of Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley's run begins here, so it's we're going to make it a tw- uh, an $8 book? I mean, I've never been okay with it, but am I surprised by it? And is there anything I can do? No. Is 25 really a big milestone that we jack double double the price on? For Marvel in 2019? Yes, yes, yes it is. But, I mean, do you remember Deadpool from a few years ago? Every five issues was an $8 book. But it was, like, sometimes it was, like, a full trade. No. Sometimes it was four issues jammed in there. No. They did an event book that was all, yeah. Yeah. No. It was just $8. No <laughs> real reason. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, yeah, you're right. It was just $8. And these this will probably have extra pages, but I don't, uh, it's, it's annoying. I better look at the this. The giant-sized main story. Better look at that Smallwood cover, though, just in case. Oh, I love Greg Smallwood. Oh, it's 150 bucks. Don't love it that much. Love it from afar. Yeah. Black Cat number one going to a second print. Yeah, you called that. Yep. And if you got J. Scott Campbell on number one, go ahead and get J. Scott Campbell on number two. Giant-sized Extastic number one, Peter Milligan. Statics. With all-red art. If you're an all-red person, you'll be in on this. Looks weird. I don't know who these people are. Oh, it's a one-shot. Never mind. Yeah. Invisible Woman uh, gets her own book. And this is uh, the first time she's ever had a limited series in the history of Marvel. That surprises me. That there has, I mean, there was some low-res characters that were getting their own books, their own miniseries back in the day from Marvel. So that's, that's a real surprise to me. And she gets an Adam Hughes cover for cover A. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Um, I, I'm not big into the Fantastic Four necessarily, so I don't know that this is making my heart skip a beat, but it's cool that they're finally doing that. And the, and, uh, the Adam Hughes cover A is probably the way to go. Oh, by far. Star Wars Age of Republic, Captain Phasma getting her one shot. Tom Taylor writing that one shot. And that's Captain Phasma is the Storm lady Trooper. from from uh, 
Game of Thrones. Game of Th- yep, in the in the chrome armor that died without really doing anything. Yeah. So maybe uh, we'll find out some actual stuff about her in these books. Yeah, maybe on the cutting room floor. There you go. Got a couple true believers: uh, Absolute Carnage number one and Venom versus Carnage number one. Didn't see any facsimiles this week, did you? Uh, yeah, did not. But it's weird to see a carnageized venom. That's basically carnage, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, yeah. Now we have the black symbiote versus the red symbiote. They're taking a, the red symbiote taking over the black symbiote. Wolverine versus Blade special. Does that interest you at all? Dope cover. Dope cover. Dave Wilkins. Shout out. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think I missed I asleep at this one on this one, too. Yeah. But There's I mean, a facsimile. I think we're all thinking, I'm not sure what Blade can do to dear Wolverine. Yeah. That Matteo Scalara cover is pretty cool as well. Are you getting an X Men number one facsimile? Is that the giant sized? No. That's the oh. other. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. No, but that's cool. I am. I like me some facsimiles. They are pretty cool. They are very. We've all, we've talked about the the wonderless idea of the facsimile edition. That's pretty much all I had from Marvel. All right, down to Boom Ghosted in L.A. from Boom Studios, Cinegrace, uh, who's writing a lot at the moment. He was on something else we were talking about not too long ago. Iceman. Iceman, there was something else. Yeah, there was well. something else. I can't remember what it was. Uh, this looks dumb. Never mind. Yeah, looks dumb. But there is an FOC exclusive variant, if you're interested. Uh, so get an exclusive cover of a dumb book. Yeah. All right, moving on to Dynamite and all the other publishers. Watch Dogs from Titan. Video game. They just, uh, I'm not sure if it leaked or they talked about the third video game based on this Watch Dogs blah blah blah. But it's, uh, I think it's in London, the third game is. First one Chicago, second one San Francisco, third one London. Was this the one where you, um, a lot of stealth and stuff. Yeah, that's that's your no, that's no. Sh- normally your Assassin's Creed. This one's your hacking, a oh. lot of hacking into things and hacking cars and security cameras and drones and that kind of thing. So it's very uh, gotcha. And then we've got the uh, Zenoscope uh, swimsuit edition. 
for all the uh, Grim Universe hotties. Very important. <laughs> but it's six bucks, not bad. Is it six bucks? Jeez. All right, good stuff in FOC. Yeah. Um, A lot of tough decisions for me. Tough decisions, especially in the way of if you're doing anything with the Year of the Villains uh, cardstock stuff. You know, you still have the ability to get on a few of those there. There are some good ones. Yes. Um, we have a new cover price top 10 for the week of 614. And um, topping the list is Walking Dead 192. Hey. Uh, 208 of them have changed hands on eBay this week with an average of $10. A few of yours? <laughs> um, no, none of mine. Okay. Uh, 191, I've sold. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Oh, 192. Um, uh, 191 is uh, is number two on this list. 87 of those have changed hands for an average of $17. Um, where Rick gets shot. Um, and I think I sold below the average. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't hold out long enough. Um, <laughs> Number three is Magic the Gathering Shadow Mage number one. I think there's a Year movie. Year was this coming out? 1995. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so this is the OG Armada Comics Shadow Mage. Yeah, so it, it's it's only selling for a double cover. Um, but uh, 39 of them have sold this week. Uh, the Blank Walking Dead 192 made an appearance, uh, selling for 20 bucks on average. 60 of them sold. That seems high. the boat on the blank. I don't understand the blank. What are you going to do with the blank? Have Rick being drawn on the Draw cover? Draw the first cover appearance of Zombie Rick. Yeah, yes, I guess. I didn't see the appeal. I didn't. I don't think I ordered a single one. Um, we tend to not order blanks, Yes. So. Um, so Hulk 181 gets uh, an appearance. Um, it's average selling for fifteen hundred dollars. Twenty nine of them sold. Um, um, probably twenty eight of those were actually facsimiles <laughs> that uh, people were trying to scam them on. Mm. Maybe. Nah. <laughs> uh, the second print for Walking Dead 191 uh, sold thirty three copies at uh, cover price. There you go. And the Eternals, number one, still selling. There's a movie coming. We're getting casting on it. Uh, it is uh, sold 42 copies this week and selling uh, for about $80. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 129, the first appearance of the pub, pub Punisher, uh, sold 21 copies this week, and uh, they averaged around 240 dollars a piece that doesn't seem like that bad i mean i've seen them going for way more than that that seems like a good investment opportunity yeah. I, I, these are raw though that's raw now the yeah, cgc's you, are you got a really good raw if you can get a really good raw for 200 bucks do it yeah uh deadpool 13 grand off marvel's 25th tribute variant uh 21 of them sold for about $6 a piece. 
Um, just because it's an awesome looking cover, I guess. It's got Scarlet Witch and Vision on the cover. Yeah. So I didn't look into any of these uh, tribute variants. So, uh, you know, if, if they're going to be spiking, no, well, it's just double cover, but I, I, I did not even think about looking into those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Batman Beyond, uh, number six, rounding out the top ten hot books. First appearance of Ink. Uh, 11 of them sold for $50. Hmm. A lot of a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. And with that, let's shoot over to our sneak. All right, let's head over to previewsworld.com. Click on new release. Let's find June 19th, 2019, and let's see what we got. Starting in image. Criminal selling well, selling through, going to second prints. I think that's good. It doesn't look like we have a number one from Image this week. So yeah, not a lot that I'm too into necessarily this week. Let's take a quick look at that Rumble Sinkevich cover. Because I'm crazy. Doesn't look anything like a Sinkevich cover, so <laughs> I'm safe. This have to run out and get that. All right, let's see. Looks like Dark Horse has just a couple of books. The Trout. Hollow's not. Okay. Hmm. IDW. We have that uh, colorized Usagi Yojimbo relaunch. Uh, the Rabbit, the Adventures of the Rabbit Ronin. So, um, I'm excited about this. Uh, I hope it does well. Um, I think there'll be some interest in it. Usagi's been around forever and a day. And there's some exciting retail incentive variants on this, apparently, as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I right, head on down DC. Nothing too exciting at the moment. Does that um, Warren Lau Nightwing B variant um, okay. B cover make you uh, wish you were still double dipping? No, that's kind of what they do with Nightwing. They yeah, I'm not impressed. Not impressed. We got Superman Year One with a Frank Miller cover. Uh, these are eight dollar Frank Miller comics. Mm-hmm. This one about Superman. I think I set that out and took the uh, Kyle stance that eight dollars is too much. Yeah. But it's going to be an interesting book. I'm going to. Mature readers, so that's exciting. Prestige format, good stuff. But could be great. Could be, could be great. Probably won't be. All right, let's head on down to Marvel. Uh, 
There's your Howard the Duck facsimile edition. Hey, Silver Server Black going to a second print. I did not pick up that Howard the Duck facsimile because I assumed I could still get the Howard the Duck <laughs> yeah. original pretty yeah. reasonably. I don't know if that's the case or not. I need to check into that. It looks like we're moving, we're, we're finishing up some War of the Realms books. We've got the Five of Five into the Warm of the Realms. Oh, good. That's, um, so just in time to move into whatever the next event is. Yes. A quiet week for even Marvel, it looks like. Yeah, we're probably missing something. We always do. Yeah, we got these $8 Kurt Music Marvels atoned. We got an Alex Ross variant on there, but... Annotated? Yeah, annotated. Oh, yeah, I completely didn't read that right. But they're just collecting old other Marvel books. Nothing there. So maybe we should check into these uh, Marvel 25th tribute variants. So if you take a look at the um, Daredevil 7, the lineal Francis Yu, I mean, it's a nice cover. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's going to move the needle. We should probably keep an eye on just in case they... Okay. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy 6, uh, Gerald Perel. It's a nice Silver Surfer cover for mm. Silver Surfer fans. I still find it weird that as a Surfer fan, I'd have to keep buying Guardians books and stuff to get my Surfer covers. It just yeah, kind of stuff still bugs me. Well, you got Silver Surfer Black now, right? There you go. All right, I'm out. Yep, nothing much. So down in um, Dynamite, not seeing much. Warlords of Mars attacks, getting crazy over here. Not much in Boom. Nope. Save us, smaller publishers. You're our only hope. Yeah. Well, if you take a look at Crucified from I Shel believe I ordered this from Scout Comics. Uh, the world's deadliest contract killer just received his next target, a man some to believe to be Jesus Christ. That's a pretty cool concept. Mm hmm A book we know Drew will be interested in, Black Mask Comics Labrador number one by Matt Miner and Crease Lee on art. You would think. Is it Matt? Free is the it animals Matt, burn the system. Is it Matt Myra? M-I-N-E-R. Oh, okay. I thought it was the guy that was on the Nerdist. I don't like him. A pair of young vigilantes break into a black market laboratory where illegal tests are being run on animals. 
I do but like it that. first seems like a simple rescue mission becomes more dangerous when they stumble upon secret military experiments discovering to their horror that the animals they sought to help have been turned into something different something monstrous and once the cages are opened the rescuers quickly become the prey of these weaponized beasts this high octane action comic blends vigilante heroics with sci-fi horrors for a brutal new adventure thought you got all black mask books i'm getting that one i'm getting okay. that one you're right okay. Um, but I don't, yeah, I normally do sample them all. And since you get black mask books, why not get black box comics? We have Militia number one by Chuck Dixon and Jethro Morales on art. Chuck Dixon's pretty good. Yeah, when 40 young girls becomes pawns in a bloody civil war, the stakes are high. A special forces unit is set to show the world how it's done. Terror's worst nightmare, a woman with a gun. I read that. That is not necessarily my opinion. <laughs> But I, I looked at that. There's a lot of number ones in these. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The back half shall save us. In fact, the next one is called the number ones, um, or the no ones, depending on how you read uh, the cover. Um, written by Jim Kruger with art by Well B. Uh, the Bastions are superheroes at the height of fame and fortune. Their brand has captured the world and corrupted them. When they accidentally kill a man and cover up the crime to save their reputation, their corruption becomes a curse that erases their very existence. A little high concept there for you. Sounded kind of neat. And from Valiant Books, we have Psylords, number one, by Fred Van Lenty. Um, every time I looked at this, these covers, they have the, the weird red-headed hipster guy, and I'm immediately turned off by this book. Yeah. Uh, from Avatar Press, we have Stitched Terror. These are reissues um, being resolicited. Pat Shand, he's very uh, interesting. Walk Through Hell is on issue 11. I did not realize that it had moved that quickly. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're this point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you hit your LCS up, pick up, put in a plastic bag with a nice backer board and a top loader, and <laughs> throw on that eBay right Do I have to do that? Do I have to do all that? No, but hypothetically, let's say you wanted to. Okay. Um, it's it's one. It's got to be one of these back half for me, probably. Um, I'll take a shot. At, at number ones. What is it? No ones. Oh, oh, number sorry. ones. I was like, number one what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no ones, number one from Cave Pictures Publishing. There you go. And I, I believe I pre-ordered Militia number one and uh, Crucified number one. Both of those piqued my interest. Uh, just for fun, let's go with Militia number one from Black Box Comics. Just for fun, not for profit. Is that what you're saying? Ooh, no, I'll tell you what. Strictly for profit. Strictly for profit. There shall so, be no so, fun whatsoever in this uh, book. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> All right, this has been Comics for Fun and Profit, and Drew and myself have been 
digging through your books originally coming out on June the 19th, 2019. Um, we invite you guys to drop by any of the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, drop us Gmail. All these things can be found at comicsfunprofit.com. These links are all there. Um, if you found some better gold than we did in this one's, and, uh, you know, pop in and tell us if you are going all in on these uh, cardstock, you're the villains covers. Because Drew and I are thinking we may have, we didn't miss the boat because they haven't started coming out yet. But uh, it seems like next month they all start coming out. And it may be time for us to start FOCing everything we can now and then hunting for them as soon as they hit starting in July. So if you've got some opinions on that, uh, let us know. Be part of the podcast. So thank you so much for Drew and for myself. See ya.